verse 23 of Matthew chapter 1, the Bible says, And a virgin shall be with child, and she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Which means God with us. Pray with me. Father, we come in the, in the name of Jesus. We, we, we desire, oh God, for you to fill our lives, touch our hearts, and allow our characters to be like your dear son. Bless our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Amen. Yeah, Christmas has always been a special time for me. Um, for most of my life, it hasn't been a special time for the right reason. I remember I got baptized in 1993, and that Christmas was a difficult Christmas. It's not because I got less gifts, but because my, my diet had kind, of, had kind of been converted by the Advent message. When, 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 when Christmas, I was happy to get baptized, and I gave up pork and, and, and alcohol and shrimps and all that good stuff. Well, all that bad stuff. But, 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 but Christmas Day... When, when everybody got around the, 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 the dinner table and, and I smelled that ham roasting, and I'm not talking about wham now, I said ham, roasting and the, 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 the aroma just filled my soul. And then I had to remember that, um, that um, old Moses, man, I was hating on Moses, Levit Leviticus 11 and Deuteronomy 14, no, no, no. Animals that only have um, cloven hoofs and chew the cud, no pork. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to eat my pork and get rebaptized in January. It was that bad. <laughs> it was bad. It wasn't a happy Christmas. And then you, you know, no, no more alcohol, right? And, and my mom made this kind of eggnog drink that, that had alcohol in it, man, that thing. And, 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 and as kids, we used, to, you know, we used to drink some to clean out the worms in our stomachs. That, that's what they call it. And I would say, Mom, I have worms as large as birds. <laughs> so I, I, Christmas has always been special, but, but not always for the right reasons. Uh, the, the, the other thing I remember growing up um, in the islands celebrating Christmas is that it would be a time of great gluttony. We would, we would go from home, from house to house, eating as much as we could. It, it was a tradition, which I loved. And, and the loose muscles in my midsection testify to my love of that tradition. But man, I remember one time they asked a guy, you know, they were checking, well, what, what are you allergic to? He said, let me tell you, all, the only thing I won't eat is the things I drink. You know, just gluttony. Folks were just greedy. And I remember when I, you know, got baptized and I'm in love with Jesus now and I'm, 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 I'm being more temperate. Remember hearing a preacher talk about Christmas and it changed my, my whole image of what Christmas should be. And he said, when, when, when you think about Christmas and the birth of Jesus, you need to understand that Christ was born to die. He said Christ was born to die. In fact, in fact, Luke 2 and verse 7, he was quoting, he said that, that, that he was wrapped in, in swaddling cloth and, and that is what they use 
to, to, to bury the, the dead. And he said, Jesus was born to die. He said, so when you think about Christmas, you, you shouldn't be thinking about Santa baby. Come on down the chimney tonight. No, you should be thinking about at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. Huh? When you think about Christmas, you shouldn't be thinking about um, Jingle Bell Rock. No, you should be thinking about the Lamb of God who bled and died to take away the sins of the world. When you look at the babe in the manger, you shouldn't be talking about baby, it's cold outside, I really got to go. No! You should understand that he was born to die. His only purposes, his sole mission on earth was to die. But I, as, 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 as I grew and I kept reading the, the Bible, it, it, it seemed to contradict what that preacher was preaching. I mean, it, it sounded good. I, I, I heard it growing up over and over and over again, time and time, that Jesus was born to die. His sole purpose on the planet was to die. But it didn't make sense. You know why it didn't make sense? Because if Jesus was born to die, then, then, then Herod, when he was killing all the baby boys under two, Jesus would have been dead because he was born to die. And, and, and Jeremiah's prophecy that, that Rachel shall be, would, would, would be weeping for her children and, and, and wouldn't find comfort, it, it would have been changed to not only Rachel, but Mary would also be weeping. Huh? So, so as, as, as I kept reading the, the word of God, I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning that, that no, G G Jesus wasn't born to die. Jesus' sole purpose on earth wasn't to, to be hung and be crucified like a criminal. No! Jesus didn't come to die. He came to live. He came to live out the life of God so that we can see what God looks like. That's why our scripture says that the virgin, when she conceives and brings forth a child, they call his name what? Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus came to, to illustrate and demonstrate and live out the character of the Father. He, he didn't come to die. He came to live. And that is why we read in John chapter 17. Jump there with me if you could and if you're quick enough. And verse 4. Jesus is actually summarizing the purpose and the reason for his birth. He is, he is, he is, he is here sharing with us his calling in, in, in life. Why he showed up on the planet in the first place. Huh? Hear what he says. He says, he says I, 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 I have, I've glorified you. He said, I've glorified you by doing all the things that you have asked me to do. Huh? And listen, listen to me. Jesus is saying that he has done everything that God has sent him to do. This is without a nail being driven in his hands. This is before he, he stumbled under the, the, the weight of his own cross. This is before they, they spat on him and cursed him and divided his garments. Long before all of those things, Jesus said that, Lord, everything you asked me to do, it's a done deal. Mission accomplished. He said, I've glorified you. And as we learned last week, to give God glory, when the Bible refers to glory, glory simply means character. Jesus was saying, Lord, Lord, when, when, when they look at me, they get a clear picture of what God is like. 
When they, when they observe how I, how I treat people and, and, and how I love the unlovely, they, they know what God looks like. That's why he was so frustrated with Philip. In John 14 and verse, verse 8, Philip, Philip rolled up to Jesus and he said, well, well, Lord, you keep talking about the Father. Show us the Father and we'll be cool. We'll be satisfied. That'll be enough for us. And Jesus is like, verse 9, he's like, but Philip, have, have, have I been with you so long and you still don't know me? Huh? If you see me, you see the Father. I am so loud that I didn't even know my mic was off. <laughs> you know why? Now it's on, right? Why won't you guys complaining? Oh, you all could hear me. Lemuel, take this back. All right, let me stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Man, where's my notes? So Jesus was born to live and illustrate what God looks like. We, 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 we were able to get a clear picture of, of, of who God is, how he thinks, how he speaks, how he acts under pressure, how he treats those who, who, who ill-treats him through the life and the teachings and the ministry of Jesus. Frustrated when Philip said, show us the Father, he said, man, Philip, I've been with you so long and you still don't know me? If you've seen me, then you have seen God. Then you have seen God. So, so he came to be Emmanuel, God with us. And if we take the time out as we read the words of the gospel and we observe how he lived, then you can say, there goes God. Huh? So one day, he's walking on water. The next day, he is hanging with, 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 with hookers and a bunch of, of, of losers. One, one day, he is telling a, 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 a raging, ferocious storm to, to shut up. The, the next day, he's stuffing his face with a fish sandwich. And Pastor Henderson, it was not veggie fish. Amen. We know what God looks like. One day, one day, he's touching those with leprosy. Huh? People who were stigmatized like, like HIV was 25 years ago. We, we see what God looks like as, as, as we observe the, the life, the teaching, the ministry of our Lord Jesus. But, but my question is, with, with all the miracles, with, as, he, as, he, as, as he walked up to a tomb and told his dead friend Lazarus to get up, as, as, as we observe the, the, the power and the majestic miracles that, that he performed, and we see him truly being Emmanuel, God, with us. The, the question that I want to ask is, was that enough? Was that enough? Was God with us enough to save us? Huh? Was, was, was God with us? Was, 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 was Jesus being Emmanuel, God with us, um, seeing his, 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 his wonders, um, seeing how he, how he opened the eyes of the blind and, and, and the deaf were able to hear again and the, the, the speechless spoke for the first time in their lives and the lamb came leaping and running. Was that enough? Was it, was it enough? I'm saying no. It wasn't enough. You know how I know it wasn't enough? Because I, 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 I know of a, a group of 12 guys, right? That used to roll around with Jesus. I mean, listen to me, church. They walked with God. 
They ate fish with God. They, 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 um, they, they slept in the, under the same roof with God. They, they, they sat at the feet of the teachings of God. And, and after three and a half long years, they, they, no change. No, 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 no visible transformation. Still as self-centered and selfish almost as when they first met him. Huh? Three and a half years later, just before Jesus is about to take the ultimate plunge and die on a cross, they were arguing among each other. Uh-uh. They weren't arguing about, well, you know what, man? I'm going to bite the bullet for Jesus. I'm, I'm going to take the bullet for Jesus. They weren't arguing about, well, well, who, who loves Jesus the, the most? Huh? They weren't arguing about who could be strong enough never to deny Christ. No! They were arguing about which one of them is the greatest. After 42 months, no transformation. It was not enough for Jesus to be God with us. It was not enough for our transformation. It was not enough just to see him work wonders and perform great miracles. It was not enough for God to show up as a babe and illustrate his character us. It was not enough. And how do I know it was not enough? Because Jesus said in John chapter 16, walk with me if you may in verse 7. He said to his disciples, John 16, said, guys, I, I need to roll. I need to leave. You know, they, they were sad and, and, and sorrowful and, and, and grieving. His, his longest speech in the gospel from John, the end of John 13, all the way to, 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 to the end of John 17. And he's, it's his farewell message and they're, they're grieving and wondering what would life be like without their, their Lord and, and Savior. How would things be if Jesus is, is not there? You, where, what would happen when we're in a storm now? Huh? What's going what's, what's gonna to really take place when, when, when a bunch of folks showed up, 5,000 families, and, 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 and you know, we've, we've been broke for a long time. How are we going to feed them? No, Jesus. And Jesus said to them in John 67, guys, I, 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 I got a bounce. I need to go because it's, it's to your advantage that I leave. Because if I don't leave, then the spirit, the comforter, the helper, he will not come. Well, what do you mean, Lord Jesus? It's in John um, 17 and verse 22 and 23, which the pastor so eloquently expounded on for the last couple of weeks. Jesus said something which at first seems ridiculous. Uh, Jesus said in John 17, 22, he said, the glory which you have given me, he said, Lord, I give to them that they could be one just as we are one. I in them, verse 23, and you in me, that they may be perfect in unity. It, it, it sounds, it sounds kind of crazy. Jesus is saying that, that the disciples are able to be one like he and the Father are one. It, 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 sounds, it sounds highly improbable and utterly impossible. I mean, I mean, seriously, how could we be one like Jesus and his Father is one? They, they have known each other. They have known each other before the concept of a beginning ever came into being. They, I mean, they, 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 they finish each other's sentences. 
They read each other's thoughts. They are totally one in purpose and, and, and understanding. And they, there's no communication issues between them. How could we be one? As him and his father is one. It, it, it don't make sense when I read the thing. But he's telling his disciples, I need to leave. Because if I don't leave, then, then the, the spirit, the comforter, the helper, the teacher will not come. Remember I'm saying, remember I'm saying that Emmanuel... God with us is not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. 14, John 14. Are, are, are you all jumping around in the Bible with me this morning? John 14, John 14, verse 16. It's the same speech, right? Just examining different parts of it. The same speech, his same farewell message. He's, he's leaving and they're grieving and, and he's kind of breaking it to them. Well, listen, guys, this is the advantage of me going. He said, I'm going to pray, verse 16, that the, that, that, that the Father, I'm going to pray to the Father, that he's going to give you another helper or, 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 or comforter. He's going to give you another helper or comforter that's going to be with you forever. That's some good news there, y'all. He's going to be with you forever. Verse 17 says, the world does not know him. He's the spirit of truth, which the world does not know nor do they see, but, but you know him. You know him. You know him because he abides or lives with you, but shall be, finish that thing for me somebody, he shall be in you. You see, for their transformation, for the newness of life, for them to turn the world upside down, for them to be one, for them to lay aside their differences and love like Jesus loved and give like Jesus gave and heal the sick and raise the dead and touch their communities. Emmanuel needed to be not just God with them, but God in them. Needed to be God in them. You see, it was not enough for him to raise the dead. He needed to raise their dead souls to life again. It was not enough for him to open the eyes of the blind. He needed to open um, the eyes of their darkened understandings. It was not enough for him to live a perfect life. He needed to live out his perfect life in them. Emmanuel, God in us. Yes, amen. That's the hope of our transformation. Hallelujah. That's the hope of our breakthrough. That's the hope of us turning 2010 upside down. That's the hope of us, of us moving to a different place in our walk with God. God needs to be in us. Amen. Not just with us. He's with everybody, huh? Yes, Isn't him? He's, he's everywhere at the same time. So, so he, he, you, don't, you, don't, you don't just want God to be with you. Hear, hear what Paul says. Hear, hear this awesome thing Paul says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 17. He was talking about how a change comes. He was talking about how, how do we get the character of Christ? How, how do we learn to love our enemies huh? and do good to people who get on our last nerve? How, 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 how do we actually forgive that, that, that husband that acted like an idiot? How do we get to the place where we can reflect the character of God? Huh? How, 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 how do we get to the place where we, where we can, can deal with, 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 with our childhood ab abuses? Huh? And, 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 and the days when we were molested to be able to, to forgive and, and God heal us of, of the bitterness and the, 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 the deep wounds. How? Paul was saying, Colossians 1, 27, that Christ in you Amen. is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Not Christ with you, but Christ in you. 
That's where the change comes. That's where we get the power. That's where the life transforming. That's where it happens. The advent, right? The incarnation. God, God, not just with us, but God, God in us. God in us. I read a passage, right? That was dealing with baptism in Romans chapter 6. Man, I'm jumping with you guys. You're more of this come to prayer meeting. It's called the filling station, 7 o'clock Wednesday night. That was a free advertisement. <laughs> but Romans chapter 6, Paul, Paul, Paul is dealing with, the, with, with baptism, right? And, 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 and verse, 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 verse 22 of chapter 5, he, he, made a, he made a really, really powerful statement. He said where, where, where there is sin or where we have been filthy, where we have messed up, he said, God's grace much more abounds. What, what, what does he mean? He was saying, my man, if you, have a, if you have a bucket of sin, then God has like a tub of forgiveness. And he was saying, man, even if you have the world of sin, then, then God has like the universe of, of forgiveness. And, and, and then knowing how some of us think, Paul continues in verse 1 of chapter 6. He's like, well, shall we like continue to sin and mess around because... God's forgiveness is more than our sinfulness. Verse 2, he says, no way. He said, God forbid, never. Why? Verse 3 says, how shall we who are dead to sin live any longer therein? And verse 4 is the verse that I love, man. He said, those of us who have been baptized into Christ have been baptized into his death so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father so to we could walk in newness of life. Man, if God could give me the wisdom to preach this thing this morning. Paul was saying that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that can help break your addictions. He was saying the same power that raised Jesus, that, that, that broke the tomb and, and Jesus came forth on that glorious Sunday morning is the same power that can help you to be patient when your kids are acting crazy. Huh? It's the same power that, 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 that can allow you to, to, to allow the, that, that midnight call to go to voicemail. Huh? It's the same power that, that allows you to get the strength to not return certain text messages. He's saying the same power that raised Jesus from the dead because Emmanuel now is not just God with us, but it's God in us. Yes, amen. God in us. And I, mean, I mean, I don't want to be too theologically weighty, right? But, but do you understand that ever since creation came into being, that there have only been one person who ever died? From Adam... To the person who died this morning, one person, one person alone died. Everybody else is really asleep. Yeah, because they're going to be resurrected, right? They're only asleep. The only person that was totally separated, the only person that faced the darkness of eternal separation from God is the one who, on a cross 2,000 years ago, said, my God, my God, why? Has thou forsaken me? Amen. Jesus, he died the everlasting death. And, 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 and God, through the power of his spirit, raised him from everlasting death. Help me paint it, Holy Ghost. And the same power that raised Jesus from everlasting death 
could live in you, could walk with you, could speak to you in your darkest hour and help you through life's trials. The same power. Ain't that good? Somebody should get real happy about now. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? Somebody gave a story, right? About a guy who had a, who had a bucket. It was a real kind of broken down car. You know the kind some of us need to be buying right now since we broke? <laughs> huh? And your credit cards, they, they're taking back your money and jacking up the interest. Those kind of cars, right? Man, I mean, you saw the car and you thought it was something on the way to the junkyard. Um, so, so a guy had a brand new Ferrari. Talking about Emmanuel, the transformation comes when Emmanuel is not just God with us, but God in us. So a guy bought a brand new Ferrari, and he's racing down, racing down the 880 on his way to Sacramento. And he comes across this bucket, this jalepi, this, this, this thing that is, you can't even call it a car, more like an R, you know what I mean? On its way to the junkyard. And, 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 and it's, 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 I mean, the guy is doing some numbers in the jalepi, in the bucket. So my man with the Ferrari, man, he just he stepped on the gas to try to roll past him, and he rolls past him. And then the guy in the bucket, all of a sudden, he took him over, passed him over. And, and, and the, the guy in the Ferrari is like, what in the world is happening? This bucket, he looked at the tires, they were so smooth. He's like, man, what in the world is happening? So he, man, he stepped on the gas, and no matter how fast he drove, he couldn't catch up with the guy in the bucket. And he's like, man, I need to take this thing back. And finally, as he was rolling through Fairfield, he saw the guy in the bucket pulled over. And he said, man, let me, let me roll over with him because I've got to ask him a question. He rolled up in the, in the back of the guy with the bucket, and, 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 and he saw that his, his hood was up. So he walked over to him, and before he can say a word, the guy in the bucket pointed to his engine. You see, in the, in, 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 in the bucket, in, in the car with the smooth tires, in the car that, that, that looked like it was on its way to the junkyard, in, in, in the car that, that where, where, as it drove, the doors were shaking. In that, under that hood, was the engine of a Porsche. Was the engine of one of the most powerful cars ever built. I'm saying even though you might be broken down, even though your life might be in, 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 your life might be in shambles, even though you have messed up and messed around, even though you feel guilty and ashamed of, of how you live, I'm saying even in your mess, God could still be in you. And when folks see how you live, they said, man, you shouldn't be happy after what 2009 brought for you. Man, you shouldn't be faithful with all that temptation. Man, you, there, there's no way you can love like you love growing up so broken. Tell them that in you is an engine called the Holy Ghost. In you is a power that raised Jesus from the dead. That raised Jesus from the dead. And that gives me hope, man. That gives me hope that I don't have to keep living like I'm living. I don't have to keep wallowing in my weakness. That God, God, God is giving me the opportunity to live above my sins, man. 
and live above my temptations and my moments of weakness because he's now Emmanuel, God in me. Hallelujah. You see, most of us, most of us here that's hearing my, 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 that's under the sound of my voice, you, you, would have been, you would have been baptized with water. When John was talking about Jesus, he said there's one coming that won't only, won't only baptize you with water, but he would baptize you with the Spirit. And, and you know, you know, you know, you know to, to keep it real, church, the only way we can make it, the only way you can be committed to your community and to the church is, is, is if God is in you. Yes, you, you really want to get to that place where you are tired of just living a mediocre religious experience. Preach, huh? You want to get to the place. You want to get to the place where there is such a power in you. That you look back at the stuff that used to conquer you, and you're like, man, what in the world was I thinking? Huh? Because God is now in you. Amen. And my prayer, my prayer today, my prayer today, my prayer today as we end the final message of 2009, is that you want to leave this place experiencing more power than you have ever, ever experienced before. Huh? Do you understand why Jesus says in Revelation 3 and verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you would open, I'm going to come in and I'm going to have fellowship with you. Yes, amen. I'm going to have intimacy with you. You're going to be in me and, and the Father is going to be in us. We, we're going to be one. So the question remains, would yes. Would you, would you allow him in your heart today? Amen. Would you allow him in your life? Would you allow God to live in you? Amen. Or you only want God to be with you? I mean, the, the choice is ours today. Do you want God to be in you or simply with you? You know what's my prayer? Is that we today would say, God, live in me. It's a song we used to sing. It says, welcome Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Live inside of me. The same power. The same power that brought Jesus from everlasting death. The same power that brought Jesus from everlasting separation from the Father. The same power. That after three days in a tomb brought him to life everlasting. That same power. That same power is available to us today. Amen. The same spirit when, when Gabriel spoke to Mary. He, he said, Mary, I know you haven't been with a man. But, but, but the Holy Spirit is, is, is shaping something in your womb. That, the holy thing is, is, is from God. The, the same spirit that, that shaped the baby Jesus could come inside your heart and shape a new person today. Don't, 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 don't you want that? Don't you want God to occupy your thoughts and, and, and take over your imagination and, and touch your feelings? Don't, don't you want God to be in you? Don't you want that experience? Something different, something new. So you don't have to keep stumbling over the same thing over and over again. Don't, don't, don't you want that power to be in you? Don't you want God to grow in you? So you look back at the stuff. <laughs> you look back at the stuff that, 
that, that, that, that you used to fall, fall in. And you're like, God, I don't even have a desire anymore. God in you to break every addiction. God in you to take away the, the wounds. God in you to, to help you deal with your identity crisis. God in you make you loving and forgiving. God in you to give you purpose and ambition. God in you. Don't you want that church? Don't you want that family? If that's your desire, want to make a, an appeal. You know, there are some people, some people that's hearing this final message for 2009, and you, you still haven't made that decision to seal your walk with God. I don't know. It, it could be fear. It could be you telling yourself, God really won't accept me. I've been too filthy. But I'm glad that Jesus said, if you confess your sins, that he's still faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from whatever ridiculous sins you have committed. That's the kind of loving God that we serve. I, it, it, it could be that some of you are saying, man, I'm not ready because I don't want to start something that I can't continue. Well, you, you, you won't be able to, to start it nor continue it. Huh? Because the Bible clearly says that Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible says that, that you ought to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling because it is God in you who works, who wills, and works to do of his good pleasure. What Paul was saying is that, is that God gives us the willingness to do right and then the power to live the willingness that he placed in us. That's some good stuff. God in you, God in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Emmanuel, God in us. Might be some people today who want to say, Pastor, I've been holding out on God. I haven't made that step to be baptized. I haven't made that, I haven't initiated that journey to, 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 to get Bible studies and to, to hear the word of God. And... But this Sabbath, this Sabbath is my time with God. This Sabbath, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go into 2010 without committing my life to Jesus. I'm not going to allow, not going to allow this Sabbath to pass without me deciding to be baptized, to go all the way, to be, to be sold out for God. And then there are others. There are others of us. There are others of us. Hear my appeal. There are others of us. You have been baptized with water. You haven't experienced God's spirit. You haven't experienced that that, that anointing deep within your soul that makes you hate wrongdoing, that makes you cry out against injustice, that, that makes you uncomfortable to see suffering. You want to be baptized with power from on high. You want a taste of God, real taste of God in your life. I want to make a call this morning for, 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 for those two categories of people, those who haven't been baptized, those who haven't made a decision to have Jesus as as their best friend, huh? as their guiding light. And those who are saying, Pastor, I, I don't want to keep living like I'm living. I want God to be in me. I want that new baptism, that power from on high. As you stand to your feet, as you stand to your feet, everybody, and as you pray right now for people who are about to receive a breakthrough, for people who are, about, who are about to see God do something radical in their lives. As you pray right now. For somebody who is going to have a new beginning. 
and for somebody who's going to experience God in them. My appeal today is that you'd come and join me. Those who want to experience that power from on high. You, 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 you know how you've been living. You know the excuses that you keep making. Well, it was my parents. Well, I'm born this way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're born this way. But God is saying, be born again. And you're saying, I want that born again experience. Come and join me. And I want to pray. I want to, I want to pray a special prayer. God is going to do something awesome. Come. Come. Make that move right now in the name of Jesus. There are others. There are others. There are others that need to make this serious move today. God is not just with you. But he wants to be in you. Allow him today to be in you. Come. There are others. There are others. I'm waiting and I'm praying. I'm waiting and I'm praying. This is your opportunity. Seal your commitment. Be baptized. Huh? Make a stand for your God today. Refuse to keep living a life where you're just weak and it's filled with excuse after excuses why you have to continue to be addicted, why you have to keep making the same mistakes. Hey! God is saying I can make a difference if you'll allow me. God is saying you have power, you have power, you have power that's available to you this Sabbath. There are others that need to make the move. Make that move. Step from those pews and come. Step from those pews right now and come in the name of Jesus. If you want someone to, to hold your hands, walk with them, come. Make that move, make that move. There's so much love in this place right now for you. So much love. Father, I'm glad that there's still wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. We rejoice, oh God, that, that Emmanuel for us today is not just God with us, but God in us. And Lord, if you're in us, then the dead will be raised and the, the blind would see. If you are in us, then our hearts would be healed. If you are in us, then we don't have to live based on our passion and our urges, but we can live principled lives. If you're in us, then we can be healed from, from all of our abuses, oh God. From all those wounds that have been inflicted on us by parents and by family and by strangers and oh God we can be healed and we can live whole lives Father if you are in us oh God we don't have to keep falling like we've been falling if you're in us oh God then we can begin to live purpose driven lives our heads are bowed our heads are bowed and our hearts are lifted there might be others that still want to make the move come whether you're young, whether you're old, come. Jesus is calling, come. He's offering you his life. The same life he lived on earth. He's saying, I can live that life through you in 2010. Come. Slip from those pews and come. Be a part of this, this appeal. Oh God, we, we truly thank you. We truly give you praise. We truly honor your name for, for, for bringing us. Lord, some of us are here because we, we want that baptism with fire. We want, oh God, that power from on high to, to touch our lives and to enter our hearts. Then, Lord, others of us, Lord, we, we want to accept you as our Savior, as Emmanuel, God in us. Bless us, oh God. Heal us, oh God. And we will be healed. 
in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the new birth, for Jesus being born in our lives today. Amen. There are some things I may not know. There are some places I cannot go. But one thing's for sure. The God is real. Yes, God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. Yes, God is real. He's really real in my soul. Yes, God is real, for He has washed and made me whole. God is real for I can feel him in my soul well I cannot tell just how you felt when Jesus took all your sins away but yes since that day since that very hour yes God is real for I can feel his holy power oh yes God He's really real in my soul. Yes, God is real, for he has washed and made me whole. His love for me is like pure gold. Yes, God is real. Feel him.